This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. So what's the big surprise, Bob? Why are we on this airplane? Well, you know how we want to get more music by more artists to more people to hear? Yeah? I've rigged this plane up with a loudspeaker. I figured we'll just buzz every neighborhood we can reach and play as much music as possible. Are you kidding? I have Look, I have a much better idea. What do you mean? What, what's that? Just donate to the public radio station of your choice. When you do that, it helps make the All Songs Considered podcast possible. We're all part of a big public radio family, and listener support helps ensure All Songs Considered keeps sharing more music by more artists from all over the globe. Just go to donate.npr.org music to get started. Donate.npr.org music? Yep, donate.npr.org music. There you can make a donation to the public radio station of your choice. You support the station, that supports the public radio family, which supports all songs considered. Well, I'm going to say that over the loudspeaker. Donate.npr.org music. Now land this plane. Um, let's see. What does this lever do? From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson. Lil Nas X has had a remarkable 2021, two years removed from the record-setting success of his debut single, Old Town Road. The singer, rapper, social media sensation, and fashion icon didn't just beat the sophomore slump, he obliterated it. This past September, Lil Nas X released a new album called Montero. That's his real first name. Montero just got nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys, but its first single is why I'm interviewing Lil Nas X here today. Montero, Call Me By Your Name, has just been named NPR Music's Song of the Year. It's just two minutes and 17 seconds long, so let's hear the whole song right now, and when we come out of the song, we'll have my conversation with Lil Nas X. I call it bad just today You hit me with a call to your place Ain't been out in a while anyway Was hoping I could catch you throwing smiles at my face Romantic talking, you don't even have to try You're cute enough to fuck with me tonight Looking at the table, all I see is bleeding white Baby, you living the life, but nigga, you ain't living right Cocaine and drinking with your friends You live in a dark, boy, I cannot pretend I'm not faced, only you to sin If you've been in your garden, you know that you can Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me out by your name, I'll be on the way Like Hey, hey, I wanna sell what you're buying Times every time that I speak, a diamond and a nine, it was mine every week. What a time and incline, God was shining on me. Now I can't leave, and now I'm making Nelly Italy. Never want the niggas that's in my league. I wanna fuck the ones I envy, I envy. Cocaine and drinking with your friends. You live in the dark, boy, I cannot pretend. I'm not 
waste, only here to sin If even in your garden, you know that you can Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me in the morning, I'll be on the way Call me when you want, call me when you need Call me out by your name, I'll be on the way Lil Nas X, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Here I am. (laughs) Well, first off, I don't want to forget that we are here to celebrate. We are recording this after hours, so I'm not afraid to tell the world that I am literally drinking wine right now. How about you? Um, I'm actually getting ready for another interview. Crazy enough. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the spirit of celebration, I want to think of this interview as your victory lap. How uh, did you think that you would get to this point? And how does it feel to look back on the 2021 that you've had? It's absolutely been maybe the most incredible year of my life. It's been a journey, too, you know? I mean, last year was really hard. I mean, even parts of this year is really hard. Even right now, I mean, you know, you're always going to have your hard parts. But above everything else, like, it's been really fun. I've grown a lot, like, in every single aspect, like, spiritually, emotionally, uh, financially, um, like, success-wise, uh, every every way. Do you give yourself space to celebrate and reflect, or is it kind of all business all the time? Um, Yeah, but in the midst of business, I always find ways to, like, celebrate. How so? Let's say, okay, I went to the script club, you know, a few nights ago. <laughs> that was cool. That was really fun. Uh, I went race car driving with my friends maybe about a month ago. That was super cool. I had Thanksgiving in like this huge Airbnb with like a pool table and a pool and a bowling alley and a basketball court with my family. (laughs) And we played squid games like we dressed up and everything like that was really fun. Even, you know, going to the studio, like talking to the people who I work with, my makeup artist, my hairdresser, like it's fun. It's fun. Talk. Uh, We have great times. Yeah. Nice. Well, I want to talk about Montero, the song, because that's why we're here today. When I first heard it, you know, I don't think it's necessarily what I expected or what a lot of fans expected after, you know, songs like Old Town Road. Did you set out to write more of a pop song? Oh, not not necessarily. This was one of the only songs that like came to me like randomly from scratch, like a melody in my head. And I just went full out with it and I already knew it was like a really great pop song I was like okay how do I add depth to this how do I make this different from the rest and that was by being myself you know telling a story that had just happened to me and you know having a song about gay sex it was really fun (laughs) this is your standard chart topping material yes the classic (laughs) gay sex song that's number one on the charts (laughs) did you have any idea that it would be a phenomenon I genuinely can say that I did. Like, from the moment this song was conceived, like I was like, oh, my God, this song is going to be huge. Sometimes <laughs> you just know. Was it just because you were happy with how it turned out, or did you feel like that it was speaking to something larger? It just felt special, you know, and it definitely was, and it was different from anything else that I had done, anything else that I had heard before. And coming from me, I knew it would, like, be even more of, like, a, oh, my God, this person made this. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a tone setter for that record because I feel like the full album is kind of full of surprises, at least in terms of what people think of, maybe what people were thinking of when they thought of Lil Nas X. 
Absolutely. This album is really personal. It's like in every song, it's like written for me and in hopes that everybody else would just like it, you know, like the songs are really personal and, you know, all the other good things. Well, the song's hook is built around the words Call Me By Your Name, which refers to the title of an absolutely beautiful movie from a few years back. It's a drama about coming out. Can you talk about how that movie inspired you? Because I love that movie and really want more people to see it. The movie inspired me in a way of, like, I was in an Airbnb, like, just starting to work on the album, and... I didn't know exactly what my next album was going to sound like or what I was going to do to come out as a different person. I didn't even have plans to like go super crazy and sexual and be completely out there like that. But it happened. And like the movie helped inspire me to say, okay, I can do this. Let's take a quick break. I'm Stephen Thompson talking with Lil Nas X, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Support for NPR and the following message come from Carvana. On a mission to make car buying more convenient and affordable than ever before. In minutes, you can browse thousands of options under $20,000. Visit Carvana.com or download the app today to get started. Listen to Embedded for moments that stay with you. I could smell the smoke. I could smell the dust. Voices that resonate. <laughs> Stories that change the way you think about your life. How, how did we get here? The Embedded Podcast is NPR's home for original documentary series. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wish you could get your stories in three hours rather than three minutes? Or maybe you're sick of doom scrolling, getting your news in bits and pieces. That is where Embedded comes in. We bring you documentary series that will change the way you think about things. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephen Thompson talking with Lil Nas X about his song Montero, NPR Music's Song of the Year. So I don't want to forget the role that the video played in this song's success. Because while you were filming yourself riding a stripper pole to hell and giving Satan a lap dance, did you think to yourself, this video is definitely going to get nominated for a Grammy? I actually can say that I that was probably the least thing. I, I, I expected the VMA, <laughs> definitely not the Grammys, because I felt like... I don't know. I thought the the Grammys were just much more traditional mm-hmm. and conservative a lot of the times. So, you know, complete surprise. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Well, what was the process that went into making that video? Did you map out exactly what you wanted the video to be? Or did like an art director come to you and say, here's what we're thinking? I mapped out the video word for word, uh, scene for scene. I was like, OK, I want this to be this. I want that to be that. I knew I wanted this video to be crazy, and I wanted it to be something that was going to set the tone for the era that I planned on embarking, you know? I mean, because obviously, like, you know when you're giving, you're filming yourself giving Satan a lap dance that it's going to be controversial in certain circles. Like, did you feel yourself wanting to have that fight, or did you just want to, like, make something that felt provocative and true to yourself? I wanted to, like, create a real pop culture moment. You know, I wanted that. I wanted to 
you know, like with this song and the substance of the song, I was like, okay, I have to make sure this video really emphasizes it or even more exaggerates it, you know? Did you expect a fight kind of when you were when you were making it? I expected to have fun shitting and dunking on anybody who had something to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you did you feel yourself kind of cuz obviously you're somebody who mixes it up with with haters on on Twitter, you clap back, you you're not afraid to kind of have fun with it a little bit. Did you feel yourself expecting to have to have those conversations? I definitely did. Um I knew it was coming. I wasn't surprised at all, especially the climate that we live in or have been living in forever, but it's getting better. So I guess that's cool. I knew it wasn't going to be as hard as it would have been if I would have done this in the year 2000 or whatnot, but I knew it was happening or coming. Yeah. I mean, that perspective is really interesting. Do you feel yourself kind of standing on the shoulders of other queer artists who came before you? Absolutely. Who do you think of as your, as your kind of influences and icons in that way? Like who do you feel yourself following in the footsteps of? Um, I can't really say I feel myself following in the footsteps of exactly anyone. Uh, I definitely feel thankful for the ones who come before me, though. But when when I'm creating, I'm never like, OK, let's do this like how Frank did it or let's do this how Elton did, did this or whatever. But as I said, you know, I'm thankful for what they have done to pave the way. Yeah. You said in an interview with um my colleague and pal, Sidney Madden from NPR Music, you said you're not trying to comfort anyone. And that, that line really, really jumped out at me. Uh, did you feel like this song was going to be challenging to the audience? Absolutely. I knew I would also lose a lot of people as well as gain people. I knew I'd have to have a talk with my family. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? I don't know. I was, just, I was just excited to like get closer to breaking out of this box of people pleasing and trying to make everybody happy did you feel pressure like did, i mean d did your label come to you and kind of say like were they looking for you to continue doing exactly what you were doing on the last record or were uh my label was pretty much they were like get on that fucking pole or you're dropped no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding my label actually this is probably the furthest from what they were expecting i even had a couple of people like oh are we sure we want to do this or whatnot but you know they came through and were supportive of my ideas. And they always have been. And I'm thankful enough that I have the creative freedom to do what I want to do in my music and my music videos. So Montero, you know, call me by your name. That was NPR Music's song of the year. And I was wondering, like, what was your song of the year and what was your album of the year? Because I'm, I'm always, I'm a music geek and I'm always looking for recommendations. Tell me what to listen to. Let's see. Hmm. What's one of my favorite songs of the year? I gotta give a song of the year. <laughs> okay, well, Heat Waves. I love Heat Waves. Uh, I've been listening to that song a lot. I think that's a really great song. It feels very nostalgic. Heat Waves by? Heat Waves by Glass Animals, isn't it? Glass Animals? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that song. And for album, I don't know. It's been, it's been a lot of great albums this year. My favorite album outside of my own. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, of course, you know, I love Sour, I love Planet Her, mm -hmm. my competitors at the Grammys. <laughs> By Olivia Rodrigo and Doja Cat, respectively. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's see, who else? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's mainly, I guess I can say the only other songs, only other albums I've been listening to outside of my own, like, uh, with the majority of the songs. Yeah, yeah.
Do you listen to your own album for pleasure? I listen to my own album for pleasure. Huge fan of me. Because <laughs> often, you know, we, we talk to artists and it's just like, oh my God, as soon as I like, cut oh, the I song. I hate listening to myself. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> it's, like it. when you he- it's like when you hear your voice recorded back and it doesn't sound like what you hear in your head or something. And some people are really self-conscious about that stuff. You just listen, you just like rock your own record for fun. Yeah, but only when I'm with myself. Like if I'm with family or friends or something, I'm not going to play my own music. <laughs> but I, I, I genuinely enjoy me, so, you know, I can't even expect other people to enjoy me if I don't enjoy myself. But you don't, you don't like, throw a party and, like, gather all your friends and family together and just, like, put on your own record. I will throw a party, but I will only gather, you know, myself and, like, pretty much turn up in my house. And I'm like, oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's fantastic. That is really, really admirable. I don't hear that a lot from musicians. You know, so many people, you know, are just like celebrating yourself feels like ostentatious or something. Yeah, I know it feels like narcissistic or something even, but it's it's more of just, okay, how long can I sit with this? If I can sit with this and love this for this amount of time, I'm sure other people will. It's the same way I knew, okay, these songs are going to be the bigger songs on this album and like, I listened to Call Me religiously before it came out. Like, more than any song that I had ever made. And then, you know, the same with, like, Industry Baby. So, yeah. So, on the day that Call Me By Your Name came out, you wrote this beautiful letter to your 14-year-old self. What do you want to say to other 14-year-olds, you know, queer kids and otherwise, who might be listening? Get a job, loser. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I say... I say, um, I say follow what you think you should do because I, I like to tell people to be yourself and come out, but it's not always easy as it may seem like I'm in a good place to do that. Other right. people may have like uh, abusive family members or whatnot or be at a really hard school, just be in a really hard place in their life. So I guess like just take your time, know when you feel ready to do stuff and go for it. Like it gets better. Yeah, it gets better. Awesome. All right, Lil Nas X, thank you so much for being here. And congratulations again on having NPR Music's Song of the Year. Thank you so much, Stephen. You have a great time. From NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Stephen Thompson. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit Acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR.